welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. It's that time of the year and far too many employees and their managers roll their eyes at the annual performance review process. It's supposed to be a time of reflection, of aligning expectations and goals to ensure future success for the organization and its employees. So why do so many think of it as a tedious exercise, often leading to disappointment and wasted time? Here today to talk about the death of the appraisal system and how to partner for real growth is John Patterson, Senior Vice President of HR for Talbot. Um, John, have I, have I got that right? It's uh, your new job. You're just three weeks in the, in the, in the hot seat. Yeah, that's right, Matt. It's uh, the Talbots, which is a specialty retailer um, predominantly in the USA, uh, but had a presence at one point in the UK and also in Canada. So before we get into a discussion on the topic around the death of the appraisal system, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. And I must add, um, John and I sort of first got to know each other in uh, in sunny Singapore, which I don't know how long ago that was, John, probably six or seven years ago. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I guess the headlines are I've worked in... Um, you know, on four continents in 40 countries, I spent nine years at Diageo, uh, where I really had a chance to, to, to develop my international experience. I grew up in the PepsiCo Academy, so I cut my teeth uh, in the early days in both Los Angeles and New York at the corporate offices for Pepsi. And I've held uh, a number of positions in uh, staffing, recruitment, labor relations. Um, I'd say the last 10 years of my career, has been focused on senior HR leadership roles, either in the regions, Africa and uh, the, and, and Asia, or um, you know, most recently, uh, before I joined Talbots, I was working for the Swatch Group, based in the USA, and I had responsibility for the Harry Winston brand globally, as well as at one point looking after all the Swatch Group brands: Omega, Tiso, Rado, etc. And of course the the iconic Swatch, uh, wristwatch itself, uh, based in the USA. John, so in your view, what does everyone have against the annual appraisal system? Well, I mean, I have a very simple view on uh, even calling it the review or the appraisal. It comes from a place of judgment or criticism. Uh, even if it's a positive review, I think anybody who's ever been on the other side of the desk waiting for the rating and how big or small their raise might be, uh, it's full of, uh, it's fraught with anticipation of bad news. And, you know, I, I came across a process many, many years ago that I think took the pain out of it by, quite frankly, killing the appraisal, if you will, killing the judgment. Okay. And, um, and, and so if you look at the reactions of your employees over the years um, on appraisal systems, um, what, what have you sort of discovered? Well, I think it's the, uh, you know, surprise, um, you know, maybe the manager felt there was too much of a burden in trying to figure out how to assess the performance. I mean, managers don't like it. Employees don't like it. So why do we still do it? And I think the, I guess the, the best way I would describe, you know, what we, what we worked on in one of my prior companies, which I've taken with me everywhere I've been, is this notion of a partner for growth. And simply put, that is put the employee, the associate, in charge of here's what I'm focused on for what I want to do in my career, what I'm playing for. What are the goals or objectives that I could deliver that would be meaningful to the business and meaningful to my development? And then, frankly, reward me by giving me honest feedback 
on how I did and how I could be even better going forward as I develop in my career. It's a partnership. So no longer I have this task of list that I have to, this list of tasks rather that I have to complete. It's more about, um, you know, what are you playing for and how can I give you meaningful work that will help you to both contribute to the company and develop your skills and capability. So HR people like structure. Uh, what does this mean when you start to take the structure out of an annual or a half yearly or a quarterly process and make it fluid? Excellent. Um, so, so Matt, let's let's go with the premise first off that it's about know me, focus me, and value me. So know me, page one, if you will, is. Who am I? What role am I in? What are my aspirations, my big hopes, my, my dreams, what I would like to achieve in, let's say, the next three to five years? So maybe take a little bit more of a longer-term view of what the individual is playing for and who they are as a person. You might capture things like mobility, and you might also capture things like language skills, particularly where you and I have worked in the past. Um, certain uh, language skills would be very, very helpful um, in China, uh, in other other markets uh, where, there, where language is other than English. So that's kind of page one, the know me page. The focus me is how about we come up with three to four things, objectives, goals, if you will, that matter to you, the individual, the employee, and also matter to the business. So real work that's worth paying for, that matters. And the outcomes on that would be very much in what am I going to do, when am I going to do it, and what do we get for it. So very results are very outcome-focused. So these are, this is not a list of the job description. This is not how well I'm doing my day job. It's about meaningful work that's going to develop my skills and further the business. And then finally, the, the last page is about uh, behaviors, uh, capabilities, how did I show up that year that I was doing the, the work? What was my leadership? What was my authenticity, my humility, my ability to be coached, my ability to coach others, to be authentic and to share openly with courage? It's more of the how the work was done so that employees, associates can get the real feedback on both the what you accomplished in outcome terms and how you achieved it. That's incredibly powerful, and it's much different than a, a report card at the end of the year with no context. So do the work up front. Know who I am and what I'm playing for. Focus me on work that matters to the company and to me as an individual. And then value me by giving me honest and transparent feedback. And so to me, it's basically taking the appraisal and throwing it out the window and replacing it with something like a partnership where we set out up front the journey that not only takes an annual view of what I will accomplish, but in the context of my career. I think it solves a number of problems. What is my career path? Where do I go from here? We make it easier for our associates to manage their careers inside our company as opposed to looking externally for that next move. So how do we ensure consistency in the implementation of this approach across, you know, the broader business community or the management team? What, what tricks have you used? Well, this doesn't replace what I call the good old-fashioned talent review. So let's get all the managers in the room and 
let's do something that we've always done, which is get an aligned view across functionally how we view the performance. And what we could do, I mean, if, if, if some organizations say, this is a step too far, I'm unwilling to abandon the rating, if you will, um, then, then, then find one that works for the organization. I suggest uh, four ratings. Uh, you could make it as simple as, as three. Here's a concept that might work. Um, and I've used this very successfully uh, most recently uh, within my time in, in the U.S. with the Swatch Group. And it goes something like this. Question, would I rehire this individual? Answer, if the answer is absolutely yes, give them a green. If you're not sure, give them a yellow. And if you're sure you wouldn't rehire the person, give them a red. And then ask your colleagues, am I seeing this correctly? What if I said I'd rehire someone or I wasn't sure? And then through the calibration process, through the peer review, my peers were able to help me see maybe things that I didn't see. What we can do with that information, it's not about firing people. I know that sometimes managers get a little uncomfortable with the question, would I rehire the person? To me, I can't think of a better test to give honest feedback. Does that person know they're green and you would rehire them all over again? So, so you could calibrate with your peers, um, you know, red, yellow, green. And also go back, to the, uh, go back to the ratings that we're all comfortable with. If that works better for you, pick four. You know, somebody's, you know, a rock star, so they exceed expectations. They're fully meets, which means they've done everything you've asked them to do, both what and how. They mostly meet, which means they may have gotten everything done that was, uh, that, that was expected of them, but maybe the behavior wasn't the way it was supposed to be, so tying in the how as much as the what. And then lastly, if that individual truly is red, you wouldn't rehire them, and they've just failed on making a contribution to the business that was worth, you know, worth paying for, then I think you have a different conversation about how do we get them to yellow or green? How do we get them across the line to where they're mostly or fully meeting expectations so they can continue to develop? So for me, it's, 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 it's the death of the appraisal. It's the death of the judgment and the criticism. And it's a welcoming and a celebration of a partnership where straight talk, real feedback, and work that people are excited about doing, no surprises. And that's, that's probably the way I've seen it work very effectively um, in a couple of organizations where I've, where I've used it. And what do you think has been the essence of getting uh, employees to buy into this approach? And has there been a difference between, you know, for want of a better term, you know, the Generation Y is millennials buying into this versus the baby boomers and Generation X? Well, it's a great question. I mean, I, I will tell you that I think in, in my experience working with millennials, it's right in their sweet spot. It's putting them in charge and giving them control on the input, at least, of the work that they're going to do. Um, we know from, the, from our experience in working with, you know, the, the, the Gen Xs or the Millennials is that, that, they, that purpose and doing work that matters and making a contribution to something that's bigger than profit, I, I, frankly, I think that transcends many generations, but it's particularly vocal uh, in this group. So, the, the, the adoption rate, if you will, the, uh, the stick rate on this is very high with uh, employees that are relatively new into the, to the workplace. At the end of the day, 
I can say anything to you, Matt, or anyone else if I'm coming from a place of heart. If I'm coming from a place of judgment or criticism or right or wrong, if I'm looking at the world in a very dual black and white way, which I think, quite frankly, describes pretty clearly uh, the appraisal system, and turns it on its head, turns it inside out and says, we're not going to do that anymore, actually. That's demotivating. It's not stimulating. And frankly, it's a big waste of time. So what advice, to conclude, John, would you give other HR leaders who are dissatisfied with their annual or quarterly or half-yearly performance appraisal process? What are the practical steps around changing this? Well, start with have the courage to share openly how you feel about it. At the end of the day, you know, we're the gatekeepers for talent. We're the, we're the honest brokers. We're the people that have to... Um, you know, frankly, I think um, make change when culturally things that are processes that are working in our, or not working in our organization are holding us back. I mean, the, the fact that we even have in this conversation tells me that this is an important topic that is affecting, you know, a lot of organizations. So start with, um, you know, speak up, be courageous, uh, come in with a point of view. And if it's something like a partnership versus a, a judgment or an appraisal, then, then think about some of the ways that you can do that. There's a, there's a lot of information out there in terms of, you know, putting employees in the driver's seat. It's your career, steer. And so I think there's lots of ways that you keep it simple, you keep it clear, and you keep it focused on what are we really trying to do here? We're trying to deliver better business results. We're trying to drive greater clarity on who's doing what. And we're trying to drive a greater clarity and and an alignment on what good looks like, what great performance looks like. And I think if you you focus on both the what and the how, and you celebrate people through great feedback and and, and honest career development and support, that starts with them. It's just, it's a different way of thinking. It's putting the employee first. It's putting the associate at the front end of this process, as opposed to, having them sit across the table at the back end, at the end of the year, getting ready to hear their judgment. And that was John Patterson, Senior Vice President for Talbot, talking on the death of the appraisal system. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.